You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. Yeah. What the fuck is this? That's the one. Yeah. Everyone's watching the sports as they are played. Many a wager into. That's going to be 3 and 0 for me this week, baby. Vegas Paul. Everyone's hoping the team will win tonight. When will our trash teams get it right? Get it right. Grab some beers and record a new sportscast. Yeah. What the hell else do we have to do? DJ and TM drunk on the big sportscast. I'm drunk. Yeah. We're gonna talk some shit and you can too. Just dial 708. 3168822 Get your take heard on the show Let's smash some beers and go! Yes! Welcome back everybody! It's the Binge Sportscast. Hey. hey! It's been a long time, TM. Long time. A long time for just me and you together. Here on this stage. But you know what uh, season it is, TM? Oh, baby. It's football season. Let's go. The binge oh, NFL cast. Let's go. Sorry, not just yet. We won't go there yet. <laughs> uh, how's it going, TM? It's going good. Going good, man. Fucking getting through the summer. The uh, the heat's getting to me. I'm kind of sick of it. Let's get to the fall. Let's get to some football. I'm ready. I'm not ready, but I'm ready. I, I mean, you at least have your New York Mets to kind of get you through this time. We were talking pre-show about how you're watching Mets games every night, and I remember those days. And sometimes in the summer, it gets a little bit agonizing or annoying. Like, if you miss a game, you don't want to miss a game. But I'll tell you, when your team sucks, and I think I've said this the last five years that we've done this show, it's really nice not to care or give two shits about what your team does on any given night because then you don't feel obligated to do it. And I can catch up on shows and on movies where you get the Mets on the TV every single night. And every loss is like a fucking World Series game loss. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, you're a little wrong on that last comment. I mean, I'm not, I mean, DeGrom came back this past Tuesday and they lost and I, I really didn't care. It was just a matter of watching him for five innings look like the DeGrom of old. And then the bullpen blew it. And it was just like, whatever. I mean, they didn't score any runs anyway. It was almost just, it was almost like, Hey, look, the more things change, the more they stay the same. DeGrom's back. He throws lights out. He's striking out a hundred people. He's throwing one Oh two and the Mets aren't scoring for him. So there you go. I mean, it was just almost like, okay, well, we're back to normal here then. Um, but listen, you're pissing me off right out of the gate. Oh boy. You fucking Atlanta Braves nonsense last fucking October 
with you and this sending me pictures of the fucking the, the tomahawk. tomahawk chop, the jersey. I got to go to Dave Matthews concerts and see some asshole. And <laughs> what? Make up your mind. Tigers or, or Braves? Declare it now. And listen, I don't want to hear any more brave shit if you say Tigers. I, listen, they're American League and National League. It's fine. I can, I can, I can root for here. both. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Football uh, show, football show. This is why we don't do summer shows, people. I just right. get annoyed. <laughs> well, just be happy that I'm not busting your balls every night. At least I'm not keen busting your balls. You know, Keen does not have a leg to stand on. His team is trash. <laughs> they celebrate a walk-off because they might get the seventh seed in the playoffs, which they just created for teams like them who suck. And they just traded for Thor. Hilarious. Have a good time with that. They get all our retreads. Fully on. It's fully on. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of baseball, so we were talking pre-show about how there's nothing on TV, um, getaway day for the Tigers, there's no game on. So, in honor of Vin Scully, who passed away today, uh, they are replaying this 1988 World Series game. And sure enough, right as we started recording is uh, the – Kirk Gibson at bat right now against Eckersley. So anyway, it just seems fitting what for do- what are you doing to me right now? Sorry, you wanna you want me to turn it on? Let me turn it up. No. <laughs> Jesus. I thought this was supposed to be fun tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little bourbon there, a little bourbon. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, it's not going down easy tonight. I'll tell you that. I have been drinking tequila most of the summer, if I drink at all. And this bourbon is just like, oof. uh. It was the lowest level left in the bottle. And I turned to my wife and I said, we really got to get rid of some of these bottles. We're not drinking any of these. I'm like, I'm going to drink tonight. I'm going to dump this one out. And it looked super low. And then I poured it out. And it was probably double what I had expected to be pouring. So. There should be some interesting shit coming out of my mouth in about 15 minutes, and I don't mean vomit. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's typically how it goes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so we didn't really have a plan tonight. We didn't have anything specific to talk about. Uh, I know there's been some news. Uh, obviously, the uh, Deshaun Watson news came out. Uh, the MLB trade deadline just hit. And obviously, the start of the NFL season uh, will hit some of those uh, you know but I guess you know so TM let's staying on baseball are you in a good place with your Mets is there is there is there something that you wish they would have done that they didn't do you feeling good you feeling confident yeah at this I mean point? yes I am I am confident in this team um do I do I am I like aggressively confident that you know, in my heart, I believe we're going to win the World Series. I can't really think that. It, and and it's really just because teams like the Astros are very good. Um, the Yankees were the best team in baseball for a very long time, although I think their warts are seriously starting to show. And they made a lot of moves at the trade deadline. And then the last move they made right at 6 p.m. was trading away one of their starters, Jordan Montgomery, and it was, and you know, the fan base and the media was like, "Okay, this is kind of interesting. Something else has to be coming here." 
and they didn't get another starter. And then Garrett Cole goes out today and gets shelled for six runs in the first inning, and they really are short on starters all of a sudden. So I, I don't know. And we beat them twice. I'm not really afraid of the Yankees. If there's a Subway Series, it's just kind of like, fuck it. I mean, please win, and if we don't, it's not like I haven't already gone through that. So I don't think it would. I think it'd be worse for a Yankee fan if we beat them. As a Met fan, it's just like, oh God, not again. But um, the Padres with the, um, of course, I, I have three sips of alcohol and I can't remember anybody's Soto. name. This is like the the curse of. Uh... About Soto. What's his name? Soto. Soto. So Soto, yeah. the Soto trade, and Josh Bell. And uh, Hater, the closer from Milwaukee, who I guess everybody says isn't having his, be- you know, is having an off year, but he's in the 20s with saves. So it's like, okay, an off year for this guy, you know, is, is kind of like, you know, a Kershaw or somebody having 15 wins instead of 20. I don't know. But a team like that scares me now. Um, I don't fear the Braves. Clearly don't fear the Phillies. But I guess the move that I wish the Mets would have done was gotten David Robertson and the Phillies ended up getting him from the Cubs, uh, right-handed reliever. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't know. You know it's kind of like in, in Buck we trust. You know, Showalter's really been the difference with this team this year, him and Scherzer. And Alonzo's having a monster season. Of course, he doesn't get mentioned for MVP, but the guy's fucking tearing it up. Let me ask you a question, just because I don't know the answer off the top of my head at the moment. But there is NL and AL MVP, correct? Yeah. And Emma, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, because it's all about Judge around here, right? I mean, sure. Aaron right. Judge is putting together an incredible season. Absolutely. He's on pace to beat, you know, Mantle and Maris's 60 61 and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Home yeah. run wise, he's a monster. And uh, so, that being said, Alonzo's. Mentioned, but not as much, and he's just friggin' ripping it up. And Lindor, somebody that really upset me last year because he stunk. I mean, and now people are trying to not give him the credit. The guy is just, I mean, an 11-game hitting streak and now a 10-game hitting streak. He's top five in RBIs. He didn't even make the All-Star team, which I think was a serious snub. I, I think the problem for that is his position. I mean, you got Trey Turner, who's like the best, one of the best players in baseball in L.A., at the shortstop position, but you got like like Starling Marte and Jeff McNeil, who are both good. Hell yeah, I love both those guys. They're on my team. I fucking love them. But Lindor's having a better year than both of them. So I kind of thought that was shitty, so I kind of get behind Lindor now for the first time. And Scherzer's just lights out. DeGrom's back. So yes, I'm confident. I'm confident we're going to make the playoffs. I'm confident we're going to win the division. And then it's a straight crapshoot. Um and everything's so different this year. The, the top two teams in each league get the bye, which I kind of feel like the Mets need, especially when you've got a team like San Diego who's not going to get the bye because the Dodgers already have, you know, 10, 12-game lead on them in the division out west. So it's very interesting. I'll tell you, baseball's been fantastic this year. I've, it's not something we do on this show. And so for that reason, obviously, we haven't talked a lot about it, but I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head when you say you don't really care day to day because your team isn't in it, and you're 100% right. I mean, I'm not living and dying by wins and losses, but I am on the TV every night for at least some of the games, and well, yeah, you're, uh, you're I know what's going on. on. I know what's going on around the league, you know That's what I mean? Right. Like, I'm into it. Last summer, I didn't care. 
Yeah. You know, last summer, the Braves overtook us, and it was just like, yep, typical Mets. This ain't our year. DeGrom's gone. Forget it. But it's it's a hell of a lot different this year, and it's it's Buck Showalter more than anything else. It's it's fantastic. What is the uh, what is the like? What is the New York? I mean, is it still Yankees, Yankees, Yankees? And and I know they they have a better record than the Mets, but are people? Is it is it bagging on on the Mets and it's all about the Yankees, or is it still? Is it does it not? Like, do the worlds not collide at this point? Does it not matter? Each get their own time, and like you said, they'll, oh no, they'll meet if they'll meet. No, it matters. It matters. I mean, we have we have four Subway Series games. We played two of them last week, and met. They were at City Field in Queens. Mets won both, and it was fucking awesome. I mean, sitting down and watching those games, I watched all those games straight through, both of them. It's electric. It's playoff atmosphere. The fans, I mean, one of my brothers was at the game. He was like, he's texting, he's like, this is friggin' awesome. I mean, you know, it's just because you got fans from both teams in the building. Uh, Mets won on a walk-off game two. Game one, they they won convincingly. And uh, it's awesome, man. It's all, like that stuff is awesome. It, it's definitely a step away from like what's actually going on, which is playing your own division teams and the pennant race and the Braves and stuff. I mean, because like, they won the first night and the Braves had lost. And I was like, I'm relieved more than anything because we gained a game where, you know, everyone like Yankee fans are just like, oh, we're 50 games up and we're 75 games over 500. Like, let's just go beat the Mets. When I'm sitting there going, yeah, of course I want to beat the Yankees, but I'm pissed that we got to play this game. The Braves are playing, you know, Washington. Right. And so it's yep. like, let's go, you know, gain the game. They lost, win the game. But uh, it, it feels like almost exhibition when they play because it's it's such a it's such an event you know it's, it's so overproduced and shit like that. So speaking of, but did it's you awesome. watch the All Star Game and the Home Run Derby with your boy? I watched the Derby kind of um, like I recorded it and then fast forwarded through it and I got spoiled on my phone, so it was very anticlimactic. And then, uh, but the All-Star game I recorded, I caught up, and yes, I did watch it. I like the All-Star game, but I I never end up getting to watch it. So it was fun to watch this year. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That was all right. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't nothing crazy. Yeah, so we're in those. And I don't like the the Dodgers either. So the whole L.A. thing was a little bit like, oh, God. Yeah, it got a little, a little, uh, little much, a little much. What was the uh, oh um, what's his face that did the intro? I thought was actually really good for Jackie Robinson. Did you, were oh, you watch hey, it? Was then? that the All Star? The beginning of the All Star game? Yeah. No, I didn't see that. Nope. Oh, okay, that was that was cool. Well, I can't think of his again. I'm not going to think of names. I've had. I thought you were. Cafeteria. I thought you were going to talk talk about big Pop Denzel, Pop. Denzel, Denzel. Oh, Denzel yeah, Washington. Right. This is a movie and TV network. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Speak. I just watched that movie. It's pretty good. That forty two, the Jackie Robinson movie. Enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, I thought you were going nice. to bring up uh, Big Poppy going around with the microphone, being the sideline guy at the All Star or at the Home Run Derby, and how terrible it was. It was fucking brutal. Oh, you know what I did like? Now he that did it during the game, too. Oh, did he? Uh, yes. So we, and I, I thought it was started, hilarious. <laughs> I started watching 
at some point midway through the game, maybe I th- probably the third inning. But I liked they had um they had the Yankees pitcher like or the Yankees battery mic'd up, which yes. I thought was cool. That was very cool. And then, not only was that very cool, which I totally agree with you. At that time of the game, my wife was watching with me, and I left the room and came back, and she goes, "This is awesome." They should do this all the time. And I'm like, okay, they hit on something here. If they're making her like interested in what's on the television. I think my wife said something, yeah, something similar. Because yeah. knowing what these guys are doing, you know, and obviously just, just having the interaction between the pitcher and the catcher without the announcers in their ears, right? Because <laughs> the guys are fucking talking. Yeah, to them, trying to... Wasn't it Smoltz, right? Because uh... – Yeah, yep. Now the the kid from the Blue Jays, um, Manaya, 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 I don't know. Uh, he just was mic'd by himself one inning prior to the Yankee battery. Okay, and he was very like energetic, and he just kept saying like to Smoltz, he was just like, "All right, what do you want me to throw next? What should I throw here?" Smoltz would be like, "Ah, oh, you got to go slider here," and he was like. Nope, I'm throwing fastball, fastball <laughs> in. And that was really fun, too, because the kid was really energetic and uh, kind of like a comedian, and it was good. Yeah, the great addition. I mean, it's about time baseball gets something right. Yeah. You know, because Most the whole determining home field advantage in the World Series was a huge bust, although it did make the games a little more competitive. But as a fan, if it didn't benefit your team, it was super frustrating. Um, You know, the... NBA All-Star, my wife and I talked about this that night, actually. I mean, NBA All-Star game's fine. There's tons of offense, you know, tons of points scored, and it's just kind of like hanging out at Rucker Park watching a bunch of dudes just fucking dunk all over each other. So that game is knows what it's doing. Then the baseball took a step forward, I think, with the battery uh, audio and, and what we're talking about now. So the, good for baseball. And baseball is always going to be my number one sport, so I'm into that. And then you have... The Pro Bowl, which <laughs> are they not doing? Which it? most most people think you'd be better off just not having it. That's thought, how bad the Pro Bowl is. I think at the end of last year, and obviously we don't even talk about it because the fucking everything was over. But I thought, or maybe it was something that was like on the table for them to cancel for the twenty twenty three season, something like that, or they were going to yeah. do something to get rid of it i don't know i mean i understand like not playing all out because it's you know an all-star game but i don't know it's just i mean talk about something i'll never put on at this point yeah so this was in may it says the nfl is looking to make big changes to the annual pro bowl game and they are not ruling out doing away with the game altogether so i don't know Sure they would over. be better off with like a quarterback skills challenge or something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, that's uh, the MLB. All-star all roundup. All-star roundup. Um, so, TM, as a segue into football, did you – and I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to what the, what the East Coast thoughts are on the – Big Ten acquisition of USC and UCLA and possibly more of the Pac-12 coming into the Big Ten. 
This is a big well, topic look, man, here. TJ, you time. gotta break that shit down, bro, because I went D3, man. I don't know what the <laughs> hell you're talking about. <laughs> no, um you know, it was it was chatted up in our in our uh, group, our fantasy group chat a lot that day, and I it kind of went by the wayside with me, man. I don't I mean there's not much to know. it. It's it is what it is. They're coming in it, two years and Yeah, what I found fascinating what what I found fascinating was Saban's comments and just the whole idea that these super con- like this isn't probably going to be the only super conference and the, the sport I mean the sport that we follow that probably is going to change the most in our lifetime is going to have to be college football I mean yeah, just I with mean, the it's... athletes getting paid now and oh, yeah, stuff yeah. like this I mean you know what do you think I mean I it's it's obviously going to change the game yeah well you're, you're well, now... they're just trying to get more competition, right? For the against the top the top four teams every year, top six. You know, well, do we have an eighteen 10... playoff yet? No, we don't. So honestly, I don't really care what they do with conferences. It, yeah, you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter. They're just trying to bring in the West Coast market. It's just like when they brought in Rutgers in Maryland. They wanted to get that East Coast, uh, you know, fan base. I guess. And now, you know, what's the... What's USC and who? UCLA. So, you've, you, I mean, if you want to talk, compare those two teams, West Coast to Rutgers and Maryland, I mean, this is a bigger deal bringing in UCLA and USC. I don't care where their programs are at at this time. Sure. Those are oh. much bigger colleges than... 100%. I mean, I would argue when it comes to football, right? Yeah. yeah, USC is a, you know, top 10 or top 20 university when it comes to likeness and, you know, worldwide, like people knowing who they are. Shit. Shit. Yeah, Uh absolutely. uh, So I don't know. I think it's going to I think what you're going to end up seeing is you're going to end up seeing like Oregon and like Washington jump ship as well and come to the Big Ten. And then you're going to get. You know, the Pac-12 is already watered down because they brought in Utah and, you know, these smaller schools, you know, as they became bigger programs when they went from the Pac-10 to the Pac-12. And now you're going to, you know, just start seeing other schools jump ship and, you know, maybe Arizona and Arizona State goes to the Big 12 and, and you know, the the West Coast team like – uh I don't know, Boise State and what like it's all it's all gonna just I don't I don't I don't know what the ultimate goal is, right? Well I was gonna I was just gonna say, like, what's the motivation here? I mean, is it I mean what's first of all, what are the restrictions? I mean, these schools are just allowed to do it if like the conference the conferences are uh, like operating on their own. Yeah, I guess. I mean they they don't So like the NCAA can't stop it. Right. Yeah, the NCAA doesn't okay. hold shit. So what's the motivation then for the for the schools? Is it like we got to get into the money. Big Ten because we need better recruiting and money, obviously. Yeah. So the Big Ten, the Big Ten created the Big Ten Network, and apparently it brings in a shitload of money. And each school gets paid out, you know, I don't know, $70 million every year for the Holy Big Ten Network. Holy Jesus. And yeah. everybody's tried to do it, and nobody's been able to to figure out how to do it like the Big Ten. The Texas did it. The Texas uh, Longhorns had the Longhorns Network, 
and apparently they'd made a lot of money doing it, but it's nowhere near what some of these even smaller schools, you know, like Rutgers is making $70 million a year from the Big Ten Network, and where Notre Dame, and there's a part of the people around here that think this is a power move against Notre Dame too, because now Notre Dame every single year had five opponents that they played. They played Michigan, they played uh, Michigan State, Purdue, USC, USC, right? Those were like Mm -hmm. their four of their, you know, out of, I don't want to say out of conference, but four of their regular opponents. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, sorry, you know, who's going to play? How many of these teams are going to play you now in their out of conference schedule? Maybe you'll get one a year. So there is, and, and Notre Dame's defense was always, well, we got this exclusive contract with NBC and, you know, but they're making like $15 million a year. And the Big Ten's sitting back here like saying, well, what are you talking about? We're making $70 million a year for nothing, right? To have yeah. our lacrosse teams be shown on the network and all that. So I think there's I mean, a power. I, do you, I have Big Ten Network. I mean, I have yeah. it on my direct TV stream. I also have ACC Network is another one. And SEC. Yeah. And I, so I just the- – I don't know if it's because the Big Ten is – I don't know. I don't know how it makes as much money as it makes. I truly have no idea. But apparently it is the the baseline for what everybody is trying to do, and Mm. it seems to be working. So – but I I think the Pac-12 over there is kind of falling apart too. I mean, it's been USC. It's been – UCLA, I mean, not even UCLA, but if you're just talking football, it's USC and it's Oregon and it's sometimes Stanford. I mean, who else, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Utah, whatever. Um, and I think there's an academic thing that goes along with it as well. I, Who knows? It's just crazy that now you've got two schools in L.A. that, and they haven't decided what they're going to do with the conferences or the divisions or what they're going to do for – but assuming that they've got to play four away games – they're what traveling to the East Coast, four out of eight conference games. It huh. seems insane. But they yeah, still need student. They still athletes, have to fix student right student athletes. They they still have to <laughs> fix the playoff structure for football. I mean, you could put thirty the top thirty teams in the Big Ten, and you still you still not going to get you're only going to get one in <laughs> the, the final four. I mean. Well, and is it, I mean, is it going to matter? <laughs> I, mean, okay. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I really don't. They got to change that though. God, I can't believe, I, I really thought like when we started doing this show, I don't know if it was five, seven years ago at this point. I mean, I really thought we'd have an 18 playoff by now. It just seemed like there was so much momentum for it as I was, cause I kind of got in more into college football as we've done this show, you know, and I just, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised at this point. They got to do something to break up the same non Georgia, Alabama nonsense though. I mean, the NCAA, that should be their number one concern. We can't keep having the same shit every year because people like me who are not, I don't have a school. I didn't go to a D one school. I don't have a, you know, I don't have a team that I am diehard for. 
you got to give me something. There's got to be an opportunity for somebody. I mean, so is so is that something that you know maybe could help? Like you put more teams in the Big Ten. All it's going to do is allow the SEC dominance to continue. Yeah, it's just going to have guys beat up on each other more. Exactly, and then Limpin and Alabama keep winning. Alabama and Georgia keep winning. I mean, maybe it's just a push for them to, like you know, push that mandatory spot in the final four right like winner of the big 10 gets in no matter what sure and that's i mean you're you're absolutely right that's what it needs to go to eight teams eight conference or five conference runners or four however many it is and then four at large i don't hear anything about the bullshit of student athletes or not playing with five like all of that is done it doesn't matter Play it all the way through January. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Do something. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. It was big news around here for a long time. Uh, two years to go. And um, hey, know. college we'll football see. starts first. Yeah. Did you did you know there's this thing called Week Zero? I just found this out last week. You know, being a sports guy. Whatever week zero is, is like the week before the first week of college football. I never knew it had a name. Week zero. And what is everybody. it? It's like there are games on. Hold on. Let me look at a fucking calendar. So there are games on like August 26th, 25th. Like the week before Labor Day weekend. <laughs> and it's called week zero and i never heard of it till last week is this like in the apps i'm good no i have week one right here interesting but yes week okay zero. well 827 827 is yeah. the first date on and that's week zero apparently so interesting it's called week one on on my cbs sports app but okay okay so yeah, we've got. Can't wait to gamble. Can't wait weeks. to gamble. Week zero. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to gamble on college football. TM. Didn't we make this agreement last year? No, and that. Oh, you mean that's like <laughs> my own personal rule? Listen, yes. we'll get. We'll talk about this another show. But I plan on not gambling, like spreads and stuff on NFL this year. I'm going strictly survivor pool. I'm going to get into as many survivor pools as I can, and. I'd like for us to maybe do like a pick 'em league where we pick all the games. And then, of course, you and I make our picks, but that's going to be the extent of my gambling. I cannot be throwing around. I want to win Survivor Pool. I want to win thousands. I don't need to win 50 here, 50 there. It's so stupid. It's such or a lo- waste of time. Lose 50 here, lose 50 there. That's, that's what you mean? Lose 150 here, lose two. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that is what I mean. Shut up. All right. All right, uh, let's move on. <laughs> I got to uh, focus on my team this year. That's right. upset the Bills oh. and win the division. Oh, so. All right, let's do that. Here we go. Whoa, NFL Roundup. Whoa, NFL segment. Whoa, I made this go PJ. Are you happy now? That's the one. Yes, I am. So yes. happy. Every time, TM. 
All right. So, just get the big news or the big story out of the way. Yes. Tyreek Hill thinks that Tua is the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, this guy. Let me just say, you know, I think one of the reasons we've, like, not really been chomping to do a show is because if you just tune into our friggin' chat on a daily basis, <laughs> I can't even, I can't, these guys are breaking news like the second it comes out, I just sit down like at five o'clock when work's over and just scroll through the chat and learn all the shit that happened that day. Like I can't even keep up like these guys do it. But Tyree Kill, short and sweet here, shut up. Please shut the fuck up. I all with my dolphins, my dolphins text chat finally started getting going this week. And I'm just like, guys, I really want Tyreek Hill to shut the fuck up. Now, it's not because I think he's wrong or because I think Tua's going to be a bust. We've gone over this year after year now. Look, it's it's make or break year for Tua, right? It's make or break year for a lot of quarterbacks actually around the league. Daniel Jones, I got to hear about it every fucking day. Maybe it's not make or break for Zach Wilson, but it, that kid's under the microscope as well. But coming back to what we're talking about, Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, like – just shut up, Tyreek, because it's so national. It's it's too national for me. I mean, Tua being a number five pick, and it's it's been too national for me as a Dolphins fan as it is. And that's not including the Flores nonsense, the Stephen Ross nonsense that just went down. This is the penalties, the taking away the draft picks. Miami is so nationally recognized by everybody right now. It really hasn't been like that for a long time, probably since Dan Marino. So it's kind of been nice when they suck just to kind of sit back and be like, well, whatever, we fucking suck. I don't have to deal with too much. Tyreek Hill every week has got another comment about how Tua is better than Mahomes. Stop! Dude, Tua is going to have one bad game. Tyreek's going to hurt his plantar fasciitis. He's going to drop a ball. He doesn't understand what he's doing. He has built the microscope above the team. Now people are going to draft him in fantasy. I mean, it's going to be a disaster when something goes wrong. And I'm sick to my stomach over it because every time another article comes out saying, well, Mahomes is good, but two is this and two is that, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like the ignorance of these comments. I mean, what? am I wrong? It's stupid. Yes, he's an accurate quarterback, but – the, the facts are the facts. He throws five-yard fucking passes. So stop. Shut up, Tyreek. Please. What is, the, what is the the purpose, I guess? Like, why does Tyreek feel the need to to proclaim his, his comparison of Tua to Mahomes? That's my question. Not that not that you shouldn't like try to pump up your quarterback, right? But why are these comparisons He's to Mahomes? He's overdoing like, it. But yeah, why? But it's not like, I mean, did he? And maybe, maybe some of these, some of our Chiefs uh, fans can call in and tell us. But like, did Tyreek leave on bad terms? Or was it because they didn't want to pay him? I just, I don't. I'm not sure well, where think, it came from or where it's okay, coming. My, from. My, my interpretation is, and this is just opinion, but. 
He left for the money. And, I mean, Patrick Lear said it in one of our chats. He goes, hey, look. He goes, we'll be fine without him. He's good. Of course he's good. But we'll be fine without him. That's all you need to hear from a Chief fan base perspective, in my opinion. Because it is Mahomes. Yes, Tyreek Hill is incredible. But, dude, Pat Mahomes is still Pat Mahomes. Yeah. And Tua is not Pat Mahomes. (laughs) I'm sorry. He's not. Because if he was, there'd be no question marks this year. And I think what's happening is, now, it could be two things. Maybe Tua is doing really good in practice, and Hill's just being an obnoxious mouth and, you know, doing his thing. But maybe he's going to going to practice and being like, fuck, this ain't going to be the same. I need to motivate, or I need to, you know, distract, or I need to do something. I don't know. I kind of lead towards the latter. I'm concerned. I really am. I don't want to hear this shit, man. I just, oh god, I can't understand it. I was, I was reading. Uh, I came came across some article about the dolphins, and I had forgotten it. You guys, you guys signed like a thousand people this offseason. <laughs> like all your running backs, two or uh, yeah. uh, Reek, and all these. I'm just like, you guys are a completely different team for a team that, you know, was decent last year. With or without your... Don't you remember that... I mean, the disappointment that I went through with my coach getting fired? I mean, everything yeah. was oh, turned Flores, up on Oh, Flores, that's right. Head. Totally yeah, forgot. So yeah, so Flores, I mean, that was our guy. Oh, you guys started... That's right. You guys started what? One in... One in was that last year? One in five? One in six? Was that last year? I don't even remember. Hon- I, honestly, his tenure all blends together with me. I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think what it was was... Tank for Tua, and then we won out like the last five or something. Went six and eleven, five and eleven, whatever. I can't even remember how many games we play a season. The last, I told somebody seventeen now, seventeen now. I know, but I told somebody last week we're playing eighteen this year, and they looked at me like I was a complete idiot. And I'm like, no, you're right. I'm I'm confused. If you told me that, I might just believe you. I don't fucking who knows. That's what I mean. I couldn't even remember anymore because it's gonna be eighteen eventually. Well, that's what I was looking at our season tickets, and we only have one preseason game. I'm like, wait, where's the other game? And I completely forgot that they got rid of one of them. So, right. Yeah. So the first season was Tank for Tua, where we ended up getting the fifth pick when we were supposed to get the first because he motivated a bunch of no names and we won games. I think we, I think season two, we were nine and seven, nine and eight. And then this, oh no, we, season two, we were 10 and seven and missed the playoff. We had 10 wins and didn't make the playoffs. And then last year we were nine and eight. So, and then he gets fired because he asked for complete control and Stephen Ross is a complete scumbag. I'll take it to my grave. All the stuff that's coming out. I'm not surprised. And we're lucky we have another pick in next year another first round pick in next year's draft that's all i'll say about it i don't have anything else to say i don't support steven ross he's got to sell the team i mean i got it with the mets the will pond sold the team now i need it with my dolphins like we need new ownership it's it's just the bottom line and as far as the oc from san francisco i don't know what does everybody else say? He's a barista at starbucks whatever dude just fucking run the offense i don't know I'm very concerned, though, because he's a coordinator, and 
you're not an OC anymore, bro. You're a head coach, and you get a lot more responsibility. And I don't know what's going to happen, man. Our boy, our boy Chad, sent over that Instagram post with him. Like, I mean, here it is. Got somebody on that for you back there? What, easy? What? There's easy day? Man, training camp. <laughs> you lose sight of everything. Like national holidays such as that. Uh, what a dweeb. He like that is the name for him. Just a complete and utter nerd. Like that guy never got laid in high school, right? <laughs> Just remember, I lived through three seasons of Adam Gase. Okay? So when it comes to these head coaches, I don't even know. I just, I don't, I just, I'm hoping for the best, but I'm expecting the worst. I, we got rid of the guy that was getting it done properly. So I don't know what to say, man. I don't have confidence. I don't know what I even feel as a fan going into this season. I just hope we finish second behind the bills. Like, I don't even know what to say. It doesn't matter. (laughs) right? It doesn't, it's all about wins. Like, yeah, win. Win. It, win, win, and man. it doesn't matter. You can be the nerdiest, like dorkiest looking dude. Just win, just win. But I haven't even gone down rabbit holes. I couldn't. I mean, I could barely pick him out of a lineup. Like I'm just not paying attention like that yet. And it's. I think it's got a lot to do with the fact that Tyree Kill is a huge distraction. And really, when it comes down to it, it's just. It's, all about Tua. I mean, it's, what else? Just, what do we say about the Dolphins? If Tua can't do it, we're back. We're going to the draft for a quarterback next year. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what else to yeah, well, really say. We, it's we got also, a really good defense. You got a really good defense. Not, it's also not football season yet. So it's there. No, it's there. not. But I'm, I'm not. I don't have the motivation to even deep dive what's going on in camp right now. Like I just don't care because the only thing that comes out of camp is Tyreek Hill's mouth, <laughs> and I, it turns me off, man. <laughs> it really does. Uh, Where I'm at. Shut up. Shut up. It. Shut up, Tyreek. Please shut the fuck up. So you touched on it, TM. So Stephen Ross essentially gets the Dolphins, or you guys lose two draft picks, one next year, and two first round draft picks, one next year. One in 2024. This is for the tampering with Brady and all this bull. Like, I, I'm with you at this point. Like, owners, owners should never be no. Who is the Lions' owner right now? TM. I don't know. Exactly. Like, or who is the owner of the Seattle Seahawks? Like, nobody fucking knows. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. But that's how it should be, right? Like, you shouldn't know who the owners are. They shouldn't have their noses out there. shouldn't be doing any of that. And Stephen Ross was very – and listen, you get a lot of money to my school, and I'll take it all day long. University right. of Michigan graduate. But stay the fuck away because you are a horrible person and you don't know how to run an organization – and I'm glad you're not running mine. So do you think, TM, based on all of this and based on what we've talked about last year with him, that there will be a push to have him sell? Like, who pushes that, though? Like, how do you even – I don't know. I, you know what I mean? Like, It's not a strong fan base. I mean, it's 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 not like – 
I mean, you go to you go to if we went down for Lions. Dolphins, it'd probably be 45 to 55% Lions fan. I, mean, I don't know how good you guys travel, but I mean, every game I've ever gone to down there, it's 50 50. So it's not like there's a strong fan base. It's not a, it's not like a great NFL city. Right. So I, you know, I don't know. It's not, I mean, it's not a great sports city in general. He's old right? as fuck, man. Just die. I, I don't there know what go. else to say. There you, go. you know, I mean, he's just a really rich motherfucker. He's he's shown racism, and he's an idiot. <laughs> like, what are you, I mean, he's going after Brady. I can't. It. I can't even believe any of it's actually true. You know. I mean, so you're telling me that three years ago I could have been sitting here saying, "Well, we might get Tom Brady." Did I want him? I didn't even want him. And if he would have came to the Dolphins. He wouldn't have won anyway. <laughs> I just don't understand it. And now, and it's funny that uh, just made me think of all the all these articles I was reading yesterday about the team Tom Brady built, the Tampa that Tom Brady built. I'll tell you, you know, this is going to be this is an extremely interesting Tom Brady season because first of all, because of all the documentaries, but he's forty five. This is the year he said he wanted to play till he fake retired. He's back. He's basically designed this whole team. I don't, I don't, when we do our NFL preview show, I'm not picking Tampa to win the NFC. So this is very interesting. Brady will forever be a very interesting topic throughout whatever season he's a part of. And I'm actually very interested in Tom Brady this year. Let's see if like, I mean, I think he can do it physically. I think they're going to win the division and I think they'll be in the postseason, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, it's we. The thing is, every time we count him out, it's what he does, right? Right. Well, he didn't win last year, though. That's true. That's true. Makes that you know that that great comeback against the Rams, but they didn't win that game. I mean, he kind of went quietly last year. So you know, here's. Kind of like- I, I was gonna bring so, bringing the Stephen Ross thing full full. There's a lot of shit in here. Um, <sighs> so I don't even read it. <laughs> this guy um, sucks, man. My wife interned at his one of his companies in the city, like I don't know, fifteen years ago, and she was like, "He's a dick." So what like, I will, I know. What I'm, I'm like, gonna, I know. What I'm going to tell you, though, TM. So something that's not been. I mean, the 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 draft picks have been reported, but additionally, the NFL is suspending. Miami owner Stephen Ross through October seventeenth to go. Yeah, he's yeah. not allowed to go any. He can't go to the games. Yeah, the league is also removing him from all committees indefinitely and barring him from attending the NFL meeting until the league's annual gathering in twenty twenty three. That's right. Sell the team. Sell <laughs> the team. Sell it to J Lo. I don't care. Just sell it. Sell it to Mark Anthony. Sell now, to Jimmy Buffett. They've all got 1%. Just sell it. Now, there is something in here that I hadn't seen before or heard before. It does say, however, the league didn't find evidence supporting the tanking allegations made by former Dolphins coach Brian Flores. So Brian Flores, because they won out. We were supposed to be 0-16. We were 5-11 and or 6, whatever it was. Yep. It can't be a good culture to be under, but hopefully uh, – Maybe Tyreek will bring them all together in a kumbaya session. <laughs> See, I'll <laughs> tell you something. I'll tell you one fact right now. That's not going to happen. That's why he needs to shut the fuck up. Who's a leader God on that it. team? That's a question. 
Who's the leader of our team? Yeah. Tyreek Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Again, another concern. Oh, Oh, boy. It's going to be bad. I'm actually, this conversation is the opposite of positive therapy for me. I am so nauseous for this season. And I have to live in the Northeast, in fucking Bergen County, New Jersey, in the shadows of MetLife Stadium. If Zach Wilson, now I think Zach Wilson's going to be a bust, but that's just me hating the Jets. If they fucking finish in front of us, and we're not even talking about Mac Jones and the Patriots right now, but I mean, very easily the Dolphins can be a fourth place team this year. So it, this season's got all types of disaster written all over it, and we haven't even played a preseason game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain as long as possible until our preview show. I don't want to think about this honestly. All right, right. we'll move on to the next topic. Next song. Next Uh, song. So the other big news that came out, Deshaun Watson gets uh, suspended by the arbitrary legal, whoever whoever suspended him. A uh, judge. The judge for six (laughs) games. Six games. And we just got word tonight, and this was expected that the NFL – so essentially, Roger Goodell has appealed this suspension because they presumably want more time for Deshaun Watson. This article right here, the NFL said Wednesday it is appealing a decision by a former federal judge. What? Who is even – isn't this the NFL's decision? Right? Doesn't the NFL suspend him for six games? Why does a judge have any NFL notice notified the NFLPA that it will appeal Judge Robinson's disciplinary decision and filed its brief this afternoon? Commissioner Roger Goodell will determine who will hear the appeal. Okay, so yeah, they're stepping in. He's getting at least eight games. I mean, the the, the biggest thing that we heard through all of this, right, was the comparison of Deshaun Watson to Calvin Ridley, right? Who mm-hmm. got a full year for betting $1,500 on a game that he wasn't playing in. Um, and then everybody else, you know, throughout the seasons who's gotten more game suspensions than Deshaun the, Watson. The weed, so. the weed suspensions. Uh, what's yep. his face from oh, Seattle? Oh, or Gordon, yeah. Gordon, yeah. But anyway, so. I mean, yeah, I we talked about this a little bit pre-show. Obviously, Cleveland knew this was... I mean, everybody knew this was not just a possibility, but a, you know, inevitable... Foregone. Foregone, right. yes. You know, conclusion yes. that, that Watson wouldn't necessarily be playing this year. And <clears throat> we did, you know, a little pre-show research, you know. Um, but yeah, his base salary, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, but his, yeah, his base salary this year, a million, one, somewhere between one and 2 million based on, you know, depending on the signing bonus and everything else that he gets, um, knowing very full well that he wasn't going to play this year. Now, TM, you talk about a team that 
is just is just giving it up. Like if you're if you're a Cleveland fan, are you just like, all right, well, see you next year? I mean, right? Like, I get it, but I wasn't a huge Deshaun Watson fan to begin with. Is this worth it? Will Deshaun Watson, either through eight games or 12 games or whatever the NFL ends up giving him, will Deshaun Watson be a $46 million quarterback? Man. (laughs) I mean, listen, he's good. He's really good. He's a great fantasy quarterback on a bad team such as the Texans. I mean, he made that team good. He, you know, he doesn't play last year. They're obviously the worst, one of the worst teams in football. So, I mean, yeah, the guy is a tremendous talent. He's 27 this year. Um, Still so they're going to have him yep. 28, 28 through 31. Um, it's a crazy story all around. I mean, the whole thing with Baker and, uh, it's just like, yeah, I mean, they've, they've obviously pushed all their chips to the middle of the table with Deshaun Watson. So who is the, what I, what I keep hearing is when he, all right. So say he's suspended for six weeks when he takes the field week seven, are the Cleveland fans going to cheer him? Uh, yeah, of, of course. course. There Football, it's a bunch of drunk assholes who just partied for four hours in the parking lot tailgating. Yeah, they're cheering him. They're going to think he's going to win every game. He's Deshaun Watson. He's getting $46 million a year. I mean, I think it's going to be at least eight weeks. And if that was the case, they have a week nine bye and week 10 is at Miami. So oh, you know that's happening. You know that's happening from my perspective. But um, I'm just looking at all the teams the first six weeks on their schedule that are going to get easy wins, including the Patriots and the Jets, and it's just like, you know, fuck off. But, um, yeah, as a Browns fan, I mean, Ed has his opinions in our chat, and he don't care. He don't like them. It kind of yeah. pisses him off. But if he yeah. comes back and rips off four straight wins, you know, Ed's rooting for the guy. How could you not? I mean, he's your quarterback. This is football. I mean, you have a team. And, he's, you know. So but here's here's the question. So I – because I, I didn't know. And I knew I knew Josh Rosen had signed with them, right? <laughs> but obviously that's not a legitimate – somebody – was it somebody in the chat wrote that – or maybe I saw it on, on Twitter – that Josh Rosen, in his like Instagram or his Twitter, was like the picture of him getting drafted by Arizona, yes. right? Was it Arizona? Mm-hmm. Right? Was drafted his profile pic. And then his like cover photo was him getting traded to Miami. And then like under, you know, anyway, it was all just like three different teams, none of which he was affiliated with anymore on his Twitter social media page. So clearly, you know, Josh Roll Rosen is just kind of rolling in the He's living the good life, man. Living the good life. Oh, his parent you know, his dad's a doctor and doesn't want him to get hurt. I think he's got so he's plenty. He's making his millions as plenty a backup. Of money. He's a, yeah. he's a smart yeah, exactly. Anyway, so the Browns signed Jacoby Brissett. So I, I think Brissett can hold his own for eight weeks. Can he make sure that he they don't 
lose their shit. Their defense is good. They've got a good core. I think that might be all right. It's not the hardest schedule. I mean, it's at Carolina versus the Jets versus the Steelers at Falcons versus the Chargers versus the Patriots at Baltimore. So it gets a little dicey. I mean, you know, Jet fans already are guaranteeing week two victory. So I'm looking for a nice six and a half minus seven Jets week two. Hammer the fucking Browns. Something like that. (laughs) But, uh. Yeah, it's I a could, mess, and it, we're getting close now, right? I mean, like it's like less than forty days till week one. You gotta figure this out. So let's see what Goodell pulls off. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I sure honestly, Goodell want, they, the NFL wants it to be the full season. So I I think they'll get it. I don't. What's gonna stop them from getting the full season? Just the argument that he didn't get criminally charged. I mean, if there was ever a place. When the NFL and Goodell could play their cards as, you know, doing right by the league or whatever the language is that they use for everybody else, this is it, right? Yeah. Would anybody yeah. give them shit about suspending him for a year? No. I don't think so. Conduct detrimental to the league. Whatever you want to call it, like, to me, like... That's a hundred. This this is the definition of it. Yeah, it's it's such a shady situation, honestly. I mean, and and do I think that there were twenty three women? Probably not. But do I think that Deshaun Watson is a piece of shit? Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's, <Yeah. laughs> there's there's no there's no way denying that. And, you know, I think that there were some women that jumped on the bandwagon probably after getting paid by Watson the first time around. But that doesn't make him right. That doesn't make him a good dude. And and in all honesty, he's got to deal with his own issues, as it is anyway. So, good luck, Cleveland. And... um the best part about this is the fact that this whole interaction with Baker Mayfield and, you know, how how it all turned out and whatever, you know, and then him just getting traded to Carolina to then go compete with Sam Darnold is just oh unbelievable. God. <laughs> if you're a Panthers fan, are you just sitting there like, fuck. Like. Well, if I'm a Panthers fan, I'm probably excited because I'll take Baker Mayfield over Sam Darnold, you know, six days a week and twice on Sunday. I mean, give me a fucking break. Sam Darnold sucks. And and yeah. Sam Darnold is a guy that, you know, from my perspective in the New York area, third draft, you know, number three draft pick, Jet fan, we fucking got our guy. It's going to be fucking amazing. We fucking did it. And then all the excuses of why he didn't work out. And he had every opportunity to go down to Carolina and, and show us that he was actually worthy of the number three pick. And he's terrible. So get out of here. Baker Mayfield probably is going to make that team better. I mean, Baker's not great, but he's so, not bad either, right? I don't think he's bad. I, he's, he's good, I, I don't know. But does, does it elongate or does it extend the inevitable? 
like Baker to me is is a worse version of like Stafford or somebody yeah, who's gonna like get you eight wins a year, but he's he's he ain't gonna win you a fucking Super Bowl. That's yeah. the problem with Baker, I think. He's bet yeah, yeah. Like, you're you're I saying it exactly. I get inspired by his little with him smacking the Steelers and then like, you know, playing good against the Chiefs. Like it, it, that that was something. I mean, they were on the up and up then. I mean, and maybe then it maybe. maybe. No, it was then. I'm just saying that season, that postseason, it was like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. And then look where we are now. So but the fact that the, the Browns grass didn't didn't think he could yeah. do it. <laughs> so that's you know. So and that's a, I don't I don't blame the Browns. And I think if you're the ownership and you know, as you said, are people going to be cheering him when it comes down? Like fuck yeah, they are. Of course, of course they, they are. are. If Michael Vick came back and was cheered. And I mean, let's go down the line. I mean, Dwight Gooden, Daryl Strawberry. I'm watching all these fucking '86 Mets documentaries and 30 for 30s and stuff. I mean, those guys are complete douchebags, and they came back. And I mean, redemption is a huge part of sports and athletes' stories and stuff. So and Ray Lewis fucking killed a dude. Ray Lewis. Right. Anyway. Uh, any other NFL news, Tim? I don't think there's much else. You know, big time. Um... Stories, your team and Deshaun were really the stories of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, the last couple of weeks, and and then obviously we touched. I, I mean, the Rogers stuff is always interesting. Like, I mean, Balanok thinks that he's the gift that keeps on giving at this point, which <laughs> he is, you know. But I think it was Ed who actually commented right before we came on the air tonight. But it's just like, what Rod? What is Rogers going to do this year? He doesn't fucking have a number one receiver. You know, he doesn't even have a number one tight end. Aaron Jones is going to be dead by week three because he's going to get the ball so much. I just, I think this year, I, I, my, one of my predictions for this season is I think we see the downfall of Aaron Rodgers. I think it's time to, to close that book because he's not going to do 45 Tom Brady. You know, he's just not. And he doesn't have seven rings. I'll take yes, it. I know you're I'll very excited. I'm about very, yeah. I was looking. I don't have the hallelujah drop uh, <laughs> available. Right, right, right. But no, you're absolutely. But the thing is, we say Unbelievable! this. Unbelievable! Thank, thank you. Thank you. I needed that. We say this every year, and then there's just some way, someone, like, I don't know. I'll never count Rodgers out. He is one of the greatest regular season quarterbacks of all time. And he shits all over the NFC North. And until somebody takes that title from him, and it won't be Kirk Cousins. Sorry, Chad. He's he is the guy. He is the guy. So, yeah. Listen, you could be. I mean, how many times are you going to be the number one seed in the NFC and and not fucking make the Super Bowl? I mean, that's bad. That's just bad. If I was a Packer fan, oh my god, dude. Oh, worse. I'd be so bent out of shape about that. I mean, you think you're walking in twice. Ugh, brutal. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, But no, everything else, um, Debo got paid and uh, a couple other things, but right now. Well, before Debo, it was what's-his-fotch in Seattle. Oh, DK. And 
DK, and that's what. And again, yeah. Filanok said, uh, "Debo's next," and yeah. it happened like less than twenty four hours later. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like DK Against. Metcalf. I don't think he's all that great. Debo, I like that, though. Yeah, Debo. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're DK Metcalf, you know. You got a lot of complaints. You had like you know one of the worst quarterbacks in football throwing you the ball for the first however many seasons of your career. So I don't know who's throwing it to him now, but it's not going to be any worse than Russell Wilson. Oh shit! That's what we should have had. Uh, we need Chad on this chat. I just read an article or just saw a news story that Tim Patrick may have torn his ACL. So <laughs> sorry, cares. sorry Broncos, sorry Broncos. For- Fourth place, fourth place. That's right. That's right. We'll we'll get Chad. Chad can come, you know, ejaculate all over his uh, newfound quarterback on our preview show. We'll bring him and Jack in for that nonsense. That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean, to me, I'm very as far as NFL in general. It's I'm very AFC East focused early on here, just because again, Jets and Zach Wilson in my backyard. Um. Josh Allen, my wife, and the Bills being the the trendiest favorite to win the Super Bowl that I can remember. That's not Tom Brady, and um, you know the the quiet Patriots just sitting back with Bill Belichick and uh, you know Mac Jones who made the playoffs in his rookie season, and everybody's just kind of like, well, the Patriots stink. Well, don't be so fucking ignorant. You know they're a threat. So all that being said, I mean that's basically where I'm at at this point. And the Bills, I'll tell you, I wanted to bet them over 12 and a half wins the first time I decided to look at over-unders for the season. I was like, well, 12 and a half. I'm like, I looked at their schedule. I'm like, even if they lose Chiefs, uh, I gave them like one division loss and a couple other like matchups, they Rams, whatever. If they lost all those marquee matchups in one division game, I said they're still gonna win 13 games. I said, so I kind of like this bet. Now it went down to eleven and a half. And I'm hearing not experts, but I'm hearing like the all the gambling app people and and like I mean, there's just so much of that shit going on now. People that, you know, are making names for themselves talking about gambling. I'd love to see all of their career numbers. But people saying, oh, Buffalo's going to take a step back. New England has an opportunity to win the division. All this kind of crazy stuff. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do here because I'm kind of considering putting a future bet on the Bills. If you can give me 11, over 11 wins with Buffalo, how do they not go 12 and 5? I mean, they are... They are primed to win. They are. They're so trendy, though. They're so trendy. It's a turnoff. But I mean, that's. The I thing, watched right? them every game last season. I mean, they are that fucking good. You know, yeah. they're returning everybody. What Brian Dable? Brian Dable was probably my biggest problem with them last year with some of the play calling. So. Gonna be crazy in my house, you know what I mean? Yeah. And she wow. don't like she don't like it either. She's like, oh god, I wish everybody would stop talking about my team. I'm like, well, and I said to her the other day, I go, the problem with Buffalo, the biggest problem for Buffalo, is that every single, every single person that had any investment in the NFL whatsoever, fantasy, gambling, just a fan, 
everybody watched that Chiefs-Bills game. Everyone and their mother watched that game. That was the biggest game of the year last year. 13 fucking seconds. sure. So everybody has an opinion now about the Bills. I'm upset that Tyreek Hill can't shut his mouth. Well, the Bills are times 20 on a national level as far as attention, right? So Yeah. yeah, They are the darlings right now of the NFL. Yeah. And she's nervous, and she should be because it. But you know, some teams. I mean, Stafford got it done. I have to say, going to the Rams. Yeah, after all the hype and everything, right? He did it, and the, he did the it. Picks given up, and the team, and one hundred percent. Yeah, he did it, man. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, it's a tough, you know, thing to to come back from. You know that loss against the Chiefs, uh, but. Are the Chiefs better? No, I don't think so. Um, but there are other teams, you know, like the Bengals will only get better. The Dolphins only getting better. You know, there's obviously the NFC, or I'm sorry, the AFC North, you know, does, does do the Ra- or the Ravens take a, a step forward? You know, I mean, the South, I don't think you got to worry about shit, but... There's, you know, there's just a lot. I mean, the Broncos, right? There's a lot of teams out there that could make waves and make it difficult for you to get back to that spot. It's not just the Chiefs, and that's the NFL in a nutshell. I think the best best thing the Bills have, the best thing the Bills have going for them is that they are in the AFC East. And why I say that is because that is the one division. I mean, again, forget the South, but. Talk about four teams that might be, you know, somewhat equal, so can kind of beat up on each other, if you will. This is the point I'm trying to make. Like, the West is going to beat up on each other. The North always beats up on each other. So that could be the one thing going for the Bills is that they still stand out in their division. Sure. Yeah, they're still the front runners for sure. Yeah. But look, the bottom line for Buffalo, and and if I'm McDermott, what I'm preaching in camp right now is very simple. Listen, fellas. Every week is the Super Bowl, okay? We need to win as many fucking games as possible and get the number one seed. Get the AFC Championship game up here in Buffalo, and we'll be there. Because that was that would have been the difference last year, and that is what they have to, have to preach, I think. That is the most important thing. The talent is there. The drive is there. But... Don't have these bullshit hiccups during the season. Don't be losing nine to six in Jacksonville. Like, pedal to the metal. Don't go out in every city. Stay in the hotel. <laughs> Wake up on Sundays. Pummel your opponent, and get to where you need to go. I mean, it's got to be business class all season. That's right. That's absolutely correct. Well, we got lots of time to talk about that. You know, TM. I was looking through my just through the news stories and the one face showed up on it that we hadn't talked about. And I don't know that this, this was a big story here, but the Kyler Murray contract, did you guys, (laughs) Oh my God. This is an adult NFL quarterback that is being told (laughs) that he's got to finish the milk in his cereal bowl without anybody watching and make sure that he, you know, uh, uh, you know, wipes his own ass after like ridiculous. I wipe my own ass. I wipe my own ass. <laughs> four hours, 
four hours a week. He has to, and how, like, they're going to guarantee that he's watching four hours of film to get this $200 million? Like, doesn't... Oh, don't you watch film at the facility with coaches? Oh, my God. Like, doesn't, isn't this a sign of, hey, uh, maybe this guy isn't worth the money that we have to fucking tell him that he's got to watch film? All the greatest quarterbacks ever have been... Those guys, the hardest working guys. I feel like it tells a tale. I feel like it tells a story, though. I mean, because you go 8-0, and then you fucking collapse. Probably at 8-0, he's like, I don't need to watch. He's like fucking Iverson. You talking about practice, right? He's probably got the same attitude. I don't need to watch film. I'm 8-0. What a moron. I just can't. Who is the guy that's watching him watch film? Or... I know that they talked about it on local radio here. They have like programs that either watch you watch the videos or are like, I don't know. There's, there's a ton of technology that can be done to make sure that it happens. But who is the guy that's doing that? And the fact that you're to that point, goodbye. I'm sorry. Goodbye, Kyler Murray. Like, I never liked you in the first place, but see ya. Sorry. I'm so confused, though. I'm so confused. Don't we watch film with coaches and break it down and try to get better? Yeah, but I I think this has to be, like, own, like, homework after or during downtime or something like that. Please, dude, just go play baseball and just stop. (laughs) It's probably what he wants to do. Somebody's probably saying you have to stick this out, or you, ha- you know, this kind. Con- oh my god, football dude. is hard. It's hard. can't wait to pick. I'm going to pick against them every game, <laughs> oh, except well, for when they play Seattle, because I just don't understand who's playing. I don't understand that team whatsoever right now. Oh. I can't oh. believe Pete Carroll's still the coach. On my TV right now, TM Juan Soto to the Padres. I don't. I keep. You kept saying San Diego before, and I'm like, wait, is that right? Are we sure it's not Los Angeles? No, no, no. This isn't the Chargers. <laughs> um, so they also got Brandon Drury at the trade deadline. He hit a grand slam tonight. So Soto can just relax because that team is like fucking Dodger South at this point. Oh, it makes me sick. My like little nephew, eight-year-old nephew. But they're not going to win. The Padres will not win. I know, but he's got a Tatis Jr. jersey. I was like, everybody knows he's like. The guy hasn't played a guy hasn't played a game all year. I was like, you know, like, and and even when he does, he's like, he's okay. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, he's okay. Good. His hair he's makes right. him look faster than he right. is. I it like makes... Machado because he's on my sure fantasy team. But honestly, yeah, it's it's a listen. Soto's a beast, though. Oh, I mean, for yeah. sure. I mean, let's see what what he can do, but. Anyway. I'm watching Giants Dodgers and I'm falling asleep over here. <laughs> All right. Well, Tim, we put an hour 15. I think this is good nice. for a, a, a right. comeback show. Uh, I don't know when Hell we'll yeah, be back, but over the All next right, well, couple we both weeks. got vacation coming up. You next yeah. week, me the following. So we'll come back the last week of August. We'll get our, we'll get Jackie boy and Chad involved and we'll do our preview show. And uh, and then it's going to be time to roll, man. It's going to be Labor Day, and then it's going to be fantasy drafts and 
week one, week zero, and then week one. Absolutely. Week and zero, dude. Yeah, well, yeah. Week zero. Week zero. Get after it. Holy uh, shit. We didn't. We Can't didn't talk. Uh, we didn't talk. Uh, Lions. Uh, hard knocks next Tuesday. Tuesday. Watch. I'm gonna watch for you. I mean, you don't have to. Jared Goff, bro. It, it's all going to be about Dan Campbell and Aiden Hutchinson. Dan Campbell. I love 100%. it. It's the whole thing is going to be Dan It's going to be bad for you, man. It's, it's going to be, be bad. It is. It's going to be bad. You know why it's going to be bad? Because people are going to fall in love with Dan Campbell and his stupidness. Yeah. Well. Welcome to, you're welcome right. to Hard I've Knocks, already, right? I've already gone through that once in my life. Right. So. It's, everybody <laughs> falls in love with somebody, and then you're like, oh, wait, you guys actually suck. You fall in love with the guy like, wait, that guy stinks. So anyway, well, it's, it's, it's tough for you guys, too. You know, I mean, you're in the division with the second trendiest team in the NFL being the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we are collision course Vikings Bill Super Bowl, according to our text chat. Capable. <laughs> we'll see. Kirk Cousins. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. All this preview nonsense that we try to do, who cares, man? It's all about the reaction to the games. That's why football is so great. So great. And we will get there so great. for sure. Yes, sir. All right. Well, with that, we'll uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Whenever we get to it, we'll we'll send out messages. But call and leave before the, uh, the preview show, which will be in uh, – we're not going to be back for three weeks. Just say sure. that because we've got vacate. We both got vacate right. family vacations, and then we'll be back. Ready Call to us. Go. Lee, give us your thoughts on your own teams, what you're seeing in the preseason, and uh, we'll go from there. Ed, I want a voicemail on Watson. Yes, sir. Bylanok, I want to know if you're confident or nervous. Uh, Goudreau, save us the time. Don't call about the Jets. We don't <laughs> fucking care, bro. And. Uh, yeah, everybody else, we love you. Chad? Oh, Chad D, bro, you got to be getting amped up for this oh, season. Bro. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're going to leave you with this, guys. Who's going to the playoff Super Bowl this year? It's the boys, the Minnesota Vikings. Let's go, Vikings. Uh, uh. Uh, all right, we'll see you guys. Who's You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up! I'm waiting. Oh, shit. <laughs>